from that first session, how long was it before you signed up Not for really a marathon? <laughs> I must have been like full of endorphins. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna Liptak and I've been a fitness trainer now for over 15 years. Over this time, I've been privy to witness so many ordinary people achieve so many wonderful things. Through this podcast and the documentary I co-produced, I'm Not a Runner, I want to share these stories to show everyone that anything is possible if you have the belief and the motivation. Today, we have a very special guest, Namara Lee Braun, on the show. Namara Lee is the very reluctant star of the documentary I co-produced called I'm Not a Runner. Namara Lee went from never exercising before to running a marathon. In this podcast, she shares how she did this. Thank you for coming in today, Namara Lee. You've come straight from a training session, straight off outside, straight from boxing to here. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So today we're just going to talk about Namara Lee and uh, a little bit about your background, where you've come from with exercise and, and then talking about the marathon that you undertook. So firstly, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah, so I'm a mum of three um, and where I've come from is um, I spent a lot of time at home with my kids and looking after them and my family and didn't spend a lot of time on myself and just, yeah, put myself on the back burner for a long time. Had lots of friends that were exercising and seemed to be enjoying themselves a lot more than I was. And uh, one of those friends consistently pestered me <laughs> to come out Good old Emily. to training <laughs> with you for no less than a year. So, yeah. What a good friend. She's a great friend. And here we are five years later still training, boxing each other's ears this morning. Five years later, yeah. Marley. So taking that step, obviously that was a year of her saying come out. What, what, why didn't you want to come out? Uh, I just felt like I was too far gone. I was, wasn't fit at all. I'd done no exercise since I was at high school. Um, and just was too shame to go out really that people would be judging me or looking at me or thinking I couldn't do things. Um, and I didn't believe I could do anything at that point either. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's a really hard position to be in, but mm. lots that people find themselves in, yeah. particularly after having kids. Yeah. Um, so he, how old were your kids at this stage? Uh, my youngest just went to school. So that was sort of the catalyst for me. I had a lot of time up my sleeve then, um, you know, between the drop-offs and pick-up to do some more things for myself. And that was the first thing I really did. So that what broke the camel's back? What made you come out? Um... Just feeling gross and wanting to change some things for myself and wanting to feel better um, about myself and realising that I was the only one that was going to get me there. Um, and luckily I was just pushed and pushed and pushed until I jumped over that line. And my, and my husband, Pete, is super supportive and has always encouraged me, but I've, I would never outwardly say <laughs> I took his advice. But it's but, really important to have that supportive partner, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah. if he didn't push you and wanted you to be at home cooking and cleaning during yeah. the day, you know, like that would be a different story. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when once Emily started saying that too, that aligned a bit more um, and they, you know, kind of were evidence of living a different lifestyle can make you feel a lot better. Mm. Mm. So tell us about the first session. I can remember you coming out in your first oh, session. It's me too. <laughs> well, like I said, I've, I've said to other people, I went, um, and 
I don't know if you saw me. I don't think Emily was there. So I was very, very, very Emily nervous. Emily wasn't there. She was at the there. cricket. That's right. She was, was at the summer. cricket December. And I wanted to kill her because <laughs> she wasn't there. And I needed someone to hold my hand. But my whole family drove me there and said, off you go and watch me. Your whole family. Yeah, they oh, all dropped me beautiful. off. beautiful. And then um, I went up and then you were there. And then I did say it was me. I think Glenda might have been there, Emily's mum. Yes, I think me, she so was too. Once we connected, I couldn't bail. Yes. Yeah. And tell us about that first session. Yeah, it was disgusting. As in disgusting, <laughs> the session was disgusting? As in, not the session. I'm sure I'd love it now, but disgusting because I was so unfit and I thought, my God, I can't do this. This is awful and I'm going to die. And so you obviously left that session. How did you feel when you finished it? Um, like I was going to spew, but super, super stoked that I actually did what I was, yeah, did what I said I was going to do. And that's the thing, isn't it, that we have these obstacles in the way that often prevent us from doing them. But mm -hmm. once we can get over those obstacles, such as going out to that first session, yeah. you feel fantastic yes. because it was such a such an obstacle to get over, but you did it. And it's like a, nothing to someone else, but it was a massive achievement for me. Yeah, massive. So after that first session, you went home. What happened? How did you feel internally, like, like your muscles? Really, really, oh, God, like jelly, like wobbly and horrible um, and sore for about three or four days after. Can you remember what we did in that session? Um, we did a boxing circle. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, you would have been quite good at that. Yeah. Well, it was my first go, but I thought, you know, once you get a bit of rhythm, it's, it's pretty um, manageable, but yeah. And I think one of the things that you do when you start exercise, you need to find something that you enjoy doing. So you obviously yes. enjoyed what you did, the group that you came Enough out to. Enough to go back, yeah. yeah. Like I reckon if it was push-ups and leg-ups that whole session, I, there's no way I would have gone back. <laughs> but it was something that you enjoyed. Yeah. So I think that's the most important for, thing for anyone wanting to start exercise mm -hmm. is to find something they enjoy. Yes. Whether that's belly dancing, swimming, there's, there is no right or wrong answer, yeah. but it's finding the right group that works in with your times yeah. and your family and you and yeah. something that you enjoy, would you say? Oh, for sure. It's something that's going to pull you back. Like I know not, we're not going to box every week, but um, you've got to, you know, do other things to maintain that general fitness and strength. Um, it's just a bonus when you get to do the things you love. But mm. over time it gets easier yeah. and you enjoy the things that you aren't more inclined to do. Because, because you can start you feel doing good. them. Yeah. yeah, and you're stronger and all those sort of things. And you're challenging yourself each each time. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you can't get up on your toes. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. No one else cares, do they? No one cares. <laughs> no yeah. one cares. It's not a competition. No. And so from that first session, how long was it before you signed up not for very a long. marathon? <laughs> <laughs> I must have been like full of endorphins. <laughs> but no, it wasn't very long because Chantel... Our friend was running like a demon and um, Pete had run a marathon and I knew you'd just opened up um, Adventure Time and you were going to do the first lot to New York. And I said to Pete, oh, this is an amazing opportunity. Like things are aligning. You've got to go to New York and do that marathon and I'll come with you and I'll have a holiday while you do that marathon. I'll have the holiday. That was the yep, lure, was that it? Was okay. the, that was the draw. And then uh, he's like, yeah, that sounds okay. And then somebody said, I'm not sure who it was, it might have even been Chantel, oh, you can't come and oh, not participate. Was. You need to come and um, just walk it. So she was doing some sneaky brain work on the side to me. <laughs> like, you can come and you'll go. And I was like, oh, it's a long walk, but yeah, I could walk. 
I could walk it. I certainly couldn't run it because at that point in time at training, I think I could only run three three laps of the block. Yes. Or of the path or whatever. That's right. So you very could, small. about 800 metres. Not far. Yeah, that's right. If that, if yeah. that. And um, I thought, oh, well, you know, for the sake of holiday and, you know, having a goal and, you know, it's more, more likely for someone to look after the kids if I'm going to do something quite um, special. So I said, I'll walk it. And everyone's like, okay. Great, she's like, in. Great. <laughs> yeah, great. And then I saw a little twinkle in your eye <laughs> going, oh, yeah, you're going to walk. Oh. Like, run, walk, <laughs> run. <laughs> but I think everyone started planting seed that maybe I could um, run it and I was just in absolute denial about that. All right. So you're, you've signed up to the New York Marathon. You're going to walk the New York Marathon mm-hmm. in your head. You're running two laps around the Noble, 800 metres. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You, you, um, tell us about the whole journey. Well, I think if someone said, someone said, oh, you can run it, and I was like, they're tripping. But <laughs> I'd been running a little bit of training and that had been incrementally, you know, progressive. So I thought, oh, well, that's working. I'll just try that. So I just would go off after training and just run along the Esplanade, do do however long till I, you know, couldn't breathe at all all and stop. And I just kept doing that and doing that till I got to about 2Ks without stopping. And then I actually thought, oh, I might actually be able to, to run well I was astounded that I actually could run 1k 2k's without stopping like I just never thought that would ever happen and we've caught that on camera on I'm not a runner yes and it's really funny to look back at that because I without seeing that footage I wouldn't remember but I remember you saying I've just done my first 2k run and we've got that and yeah, it's right. and yes. it's really quite a moment for you and you are so excited that you've yeah, well, 2K's. I, I literally was in shock about it like I just thought this thing's actually be achievable if you just be consistent and tell yourself that you can do it and don't discount you know your own inner critic saying like you need to look like this to do that to do a run or you need to be this fast or you need to be you know have the fancy equipment or whatever you can just do it you just do it I mean like people often say to me you run marathons you look at you run marathons and I know what they're saying yeah they're saying to me you're too big yeah. to run a marathon. You don't look like a sinewy, you know, tiny yeah. little thing. What and it's, it's ridiculous because we get put in a box and it's really annoying because mm-hmm. actually I've run 28 marathons and I don't have to look like a stick because I'm actually not worried about my times yeah. and I'm wanting to enjoy my life. Yes. Um, yeah, so that that is frustrating. But still there's that inner critic. Yeah. Like I've heard you talk about, you know, oh, I look silly running along the Esplanade. Yeah. You know, and that's a pretty big thing for people yeah. to overcome, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I think, you know, a lot of people that aren't avid runners and do it all the time feel like that. Mm. And that's that's a really hard thing to overcome. So. Yes, and the only way you do it is by just running all the time because then you stop caring. You stop caring. Because you know you, you're, you're achieving. Yeah, and yeah. I think you realise that no one else actually cares. Well, yeah, and like you're pretty like egotistical to think everybody's watching you running down the street. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because no one yeah. actually is. They're yeah. more worried about themselves and what they look like. Than, yeah. And you get to achieve these wonderful things. So we train together as a group. Mm-hmm. What do you think, if you were to tell someone um, about running a marathon, what would be your biggest tips? Definitely being consistent. Um, and when and you say consistent, tell me about that. Like making a plan and 
and sticking to it unless you are not well or injured or you know, other things like that are physically or you know going to impact on you to a degree where you can't do it or someone's yeah, telling so if you you're sick yeah, yeah of course or like if you get you know I don't know I had shin splints towards the end so you have to modify and you have to listen to your body um so outside of that being consistent sticking to your plan and if you if you do miss something then don't beat yourself up just adjust and move forward don't ruminate and dwell yeah because then you can tell yourself oh you know I've missed this one so I'm going to be feeling you know worse for this next run or I'm not going to hit my k's for the month or whatever um so you can self-sabotage that way as well I think this head does a lot to to us doesn't it yeah yep so consistency what other tips um having good people around you that are supporting you and what you want to achieve you have to have that or else it can come undone I think so tell us about that for you. Uh, well, I think mostly Pete um, supported me. Like I was like, this is what I need to do and this is when I'm going to do it and just always being in negotiation around that wasn't really a negotiation. I could just sort of say what I wanted to do and he'd be like, yep, you go and do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's having that routine, isn't it? Yeah. And like you said, sticking it in your diary yep. and doing it without only if there was yeah. something, something legit. That, yeah. yeah. And sharing that with the people around you. So mm-hmm. like we had, had three little kids at the time, so that life was, was going to be manageable for both of us um, around that as well. Mm. Yeah. And having other good supportive people too. Like I think the group, the group. you know, for <clears> us, we're lucky we've got a group, a very special group down where we live in yeah. Holfast Bay. It's so special yeah. in so many different ways. We've got a community that helps people when they're sick, help each other get to marathons, whatever people want to do. Yeah. But I think that's that's really important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, for sure. Um, like his and her time, all the friends and wonderful people in the group, like everyone bolstered everyone up. No one tore anyone down. Everyone wanted everyone to succeed. Um, and we, we did that really well by finding, you know, um, people that run at your similar pace um, or, you know, someone that you had interest in that was obviously, you know, you could run with as well. They weren't going to take off, but we formed a big, well, I say big, like the running group we had. Um, well, it was massive. We had 60 of us. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good within that. There were, you know, we'd all start together, but then people would run ahead. The middle people would run the middle. The others, like me included and my group that I um, formed friendships with would just potter along and like they're people you spend a lot of time with and running for like a 30k training run you've got to have some good connections there you do and, and you do create those beautiful connections don't you yeah with people pretty quickly because when you're suffering with someone <laughs> you know you've got a lot to talk about and a lot in common yeah. mm. yep so i i, I totally that agree bad, doesn't it <laughs> Well, it is. You're not doing, all of it is suffering. But it, you, you suffer and you're encouraged <laughs> yeah. and you talk about all the ins and outs. Yeah, and all the highs and you share all the, you know, all the achievements and, you know, some people have a good run and some people have a bad run simultaneously and you support each other through those things. Yeah. Mm. So we've got consistency, support of people around. Anything else? Um, I think those were the two main ones for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I also think New York marathon oh mate like the <laughs> bloody destination of course <laughs> so you know if it was if it was something local or something you know you'd have the excuse of pulling out yeah, yeah. or you might not have that motivation yeah but i think and when you've got in this a massive holiday um well holiday outside of the marathon but yeah and it's like a, 
an opportunity of a lifetime, really. Yes, I agree. Mm. So how did you go from 2Ks to 42Ks? Um, just by being uh, <laughs> super determined and very stubborn. Yes. Um, and just never stopping and giving up. Yeah. Like I wanted to and I'd, I'd be like, just walk, just walk for a bit. But I just couldn't allow it. Yeah. I just had to push through. I don't know. You just you just find mental resilience when you have to do physical exertion to that degree, I think. Yeah, I agree. And you were also a little bit more vulnerable than, well, I mean, when we started this documentary, I'm not <laughs> a runner, we didn't actually know where it was going to go. So no. we didn't know that it was going to actually make it to New York to yeah. be launched there. But um, and there were quite a few of us being filmed at the time. Mm-hmm. So all of us had put ourselves quite vulnerably on in front of a camera, yeah. not knowing if we'd actually make the marathon. Yeah. So you which, actually, which is fine at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you cope with that? With um, oh, good and badly. Like um, I think initially when I thought it was a more broad um, group, it was fine because you just sort of sit in the background a bit. There might be some grabs of you here and then, but as it narrowed down, it was a bit confronting. I'm not really an, a, a person that would put myself out there usually. Mm. Um, so how do you find that then? Oh, awful. Yeah. I hate it. You know, <laughs> it's pretty confronting, it. isn't it? I, I, yeah. I do too, but I think sharing these stories. I think that obviously that and sharing them is, very, is so important and that overrides for me the discomfort. Me too. And, and, and seeing that we're a voice. For people because really what the movie is about and what the training that I do mm. is about ordinary people achieving wondrous things. I'm yeah. not saying that we're ordinary, but you know, we would class well, we, it, yeah, yeah. As as ordinary people. But we've achieved something pretty wonderful. Yeah. And you'll be able to keep that forever. So Yeah. Which I am grateful for and I do need to, you know, think about that. Mm. But it's, it's pretty special. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to think about that when you see yourself. On the screen. I know, <laughs> I know, and that is pretty daunting because that is next week, and um, you know I'm nervous and really excited about it. Yeah. And but I think um, Johnny Taranto, who's the director, has done a beautiful. He has. He's a good guy. Uh, for all of us, you know, yeah. he's he's really been very um, gentle and very yeah, he, yeah. Um, forgiving on all of us, and made a beautiful story out yeah. of something that wasn't really there. But it's still pretty nerve wracking. But yeah. I think if we can take that out of ourselves and just know that we're a voice for 95% of the world who are ordinary because mm-hmm. let's face it mainly people are elite are actually the ones that we yeah. uh, clap all the time which yeah. they should be but that's only 5% of the world and there's 95% of us yeah who can still achieve yeah. wonderful things and, and we can represent for you know average Joe who's just like thinks they can't do something well of course you can do it you just got to want it bad enough yeah, and I know some of the lead-up runs. I mean, you always wear your your hat, your you know the, the Aboriginal hat. What does that mean to you? Well, I I think coinciding with me doing all those runs, I was following the Indigenous Marathon Project pretty um, closely. I'm a Mullock Mullock woman. Um, my family's from the Northern Territory, and I've just, I've just it just resonated. And I think being able to because the, that group um, runs in New York every year, right. I felt like there was you know even though I didn't know them personally, watching their journey um, was super inspiring as well and knowing that they were probably feeling things similar to you um, throughout that year or, you know, the space of time that they trained in. Yeah, and I think that that sort of amazing, um, you know, organisation and that platform needs to be showed 
pretty widely and represented because um, it's having some amazing impacts with community and yeah what and sort of impacts so, is it having do you know oh it's just you know a lot of the runners are going on to do um you know support their own communities and their mob to get healthier and fitter and live live healthy lifestyles and I feel like if there was something like that around me earlier in my life I might have taken it up as well mm. Mm. and I think you know that's the other thing of you being a role model for your children mm -hmm. as well absolutely yeah and like my kids don't sit still and they love being outdoors and Pete's always been sporty and active and um but seeing it come from both parents it's normalized more I think, and um, it should be like we need them to move and and be healthy and look at their parents and go, I want to do that, or mum did that. That's an achievable thing for me. That's not some, you know, magical unicorn that I can't ever aspire to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I bet they were proud of you. Yeah. They're proud of you? Yeah. yeah. I have to remind them every now and then. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> There's children though, isn't it? Um, but that's fantastic. Mm. And so how many events did you do leading up to in your training? Do you know what you did? Well, I think my very first event <laughs> was the Barossa Marathon Festival. The half but I, marathon? I, no, I did 5Ks. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And I'd never run 5Ks before that. So that was my first 5Ks. And that was with Chantelle who did the full that day, which I was absolutely like my mind was going to explode because <laughs> I was like dying doing 5Ks. So how was that 5Ks? Uh, it, it was good at the end. Yeah, it's always good at the end. Look, the first 2Ks <laughs> are always like, this is great. Yeah. But yeah, by the end I was over it and that was 5Ks. So. And then you went back for more. What was the next one? Um, I feel like the next one, my, my chronological order might be a little bit bad from the memory bank, but oh, the first half marathon, I do remember that because they had a big spew at the end <laughs> and it was so hot that was Claire oh, was that Claire that was Claire oh, oh I remember that yes oh, I've got a beautiful photo of you running that one you yes. didn't like, and that was near the finishing line yeah yeah that was right at the uh, end just before and you spewed so emotional <laughs> that was just before I spewed um because every obviously I'm a slow runner and Pete god love him what a saint ran with me the whole time I was bitching and moaning and just like it's too hot feel sick blah 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 anyway when we finished um were coming in around the around the bend and everyone from her time who was up there had already finished because I'm quite you know measured and slow and they were all like cheering me in and clapping and I was just like so stoked like that was probably literally because I didn't think I was going to be able to do a half marathon I just didn't like I, I don't I reckon I'd only done 16 k's in the lead up to that and I thought oh holy shit I've actually done it I can't believe I've done it and everyone was so supportive and, and I was pretty emotional um, yeah very. I felt myself getting teary and I was like, oh, don't let them see you being a big sookie laugh. <laughs> it is pretty emotional it was. though, isn't it? It was, yeah. And because you get so proud of yourself mm. and, and doing something you really yeah. didn't think and, you could do. Yeah, and I was just tears of joy that it was almost over. <laughs> but then there was more. Oh, God, there's always more. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> Um, so next was another half? another half I think um, we did Greenbelt yeah um, and that one wasn't too bad I don't think from memory that wasn't that wasn't bad I don't have any good or bad feelings associated with it I think it was just tick, starting to tick things off and uh, we did um, McLaren Vale half after that 
Um, and that was an awesome run because I had a really good running buddy, Justine. Oh, and her yeah. and I were just fantastic. Yes. Um, um, you know, a compliment to each other. Yeah. For our runs. We run at the same pace. We, you know, connected as, you know. People. People, yeah. That's really nice, isn't it? And I think that's one of the things about, you know, support that you can also find someone who's, who wants to run at the same sort yes. of pace as you and you can have those chats and Chat. conversations. And we, just, we literally chatted that whole 21 Ks. How beautiful. And it was a total distraction. And, and you're both running wonderful. forward, I think, you know, like you're yeah. running forward. So you sort of leave stuff behind yeah. you as you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. It's very magical. That, that st sticks in my mind as one of my favourite experiences of the training. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I only just saw Justine this morning. Um, and then what was your longest run before the marathon? <sighs> we did um, 34 Ks. 32 or 34, I can't remember. Wow, now. and how did that feel? That one wasn't too bad. I know that sounds crazy. We did a 30K <laughs> run with the group two weeks before that, and that was disgusting. It was awful. I had the worst run. I was just, it was awful. Um, and why do you think that is? Because it's interesting, isn't it? We can have, two weeks apart, you have a good run and a bad run, but yeah. it can be down to sleep, food, Yeah, there's so stress. many variables. Yeah. And there is so many variables in a marathon, yeah. isn't it, when you get to those distances? Yeah. I didn't feel like anything leading up to that run was particularly bad or would have should have impacted it so much, but um, it's hard to say, but it was horrible. And I thought, my God, i got to get out of it. I can't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. And everyone else didn't seem to have a bad run that day. You know when oh, you're the yeah. one that's just suffering. Yeah. And that doesn't do good oh, for, for my... your mind, does it? Or no. your head. Yeah. So when we went to do that, that longest run, Two weeks later, I thought, oh, my God, this is, you know. I was going into it thinking, please, please don't let this be horrible. And? and it, was, it was great. It was great. And Marika and I finished together that day. Oh. And that was her longest run too. Oh, so, oh, how wonderful. And we finished quite well. We were quite strong that whole run. Oh. Yeah, it was like probably the best run I ever had. Like wow. a distance, in such a big distance. Yeah, yeah. how wonderful. Mm. What a great one to have just before you go to... Oh. New York. Yes. So tell us about New York. What happened? Um, in the marathon? <laughs> Look, it started brilliantly. I remember the first 12Ks was just like, just like walking around the block. It was no drama. It was great. I saw my mate that lives in New York at the 12, around the 12K mark. Oh, yes. And that just bolstered. I was like, this is amazing. It's going to be fabulous. I'm going to maintain this pace. I am sweet. This is great. <laughs> And? Oh, yeah, that didn't, it didn't end like that. <laughs> it can change quite yes. quickly, can't it? Yeah, but the bits in the middle were um, trying, to say the least. It was fine until about 30Ks. And then um, it was getting starting to get a bit darker. The buildings were shadowing us. It was getting a bit cold. I was getting a bit grumpy. I think my fuel was a bit off. Um, yeah. So... I was just a little bit vacant and a bit like starting to vague out a bit. And um, I remember Pete going, have, a, have one of the, you know, how they got so much Gatorade or whatever that sporty Gatorade, drink. Yep. Um, and they were saying, just have, just have a drink. Pete was like, just have one of these. I was like, it's not in my plan. I'm only having this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, for God's sake, woman. Just <laughs> so have a drink. I scold that one little, and they don't fill them up. No. But I just, and then it was like the recharge batteries. Oh. I went, and I was like, oh, this is sweet. Let's go. Oh, wow. Kick back in, but um, 
yeah, it only lasted like another, maybe, how were we at 30 Ks? Maybe another three or four Ks. And then I was just sore, paining. I was like stabbing in my foot. My hips were hurting. My back was hurting. I was just getting sore, getting real sore. So how did you get through that? Um, not well. <laughs> did you have another Gatorade? Or? Oh, well, I thought, I know what would fix it, another drink. And it didn't work. Oh. <laughs> but that's all right. Um, yeah, then I started walking a, a bit and then I just got real in my own brain about what are you doing? You should be running. You're, you're stuffing it up. You didn't come here to walk a marathon. You're failing at it. Um, your time's going to go out the window. Like, you know, those Ks are going to be, you know, further and further apart till you get to that end. Um, and then I really got really got down and out about that and that kind of ruined the end for me, yeah. which is super disappointing. Mm. So you like, couldn't snap yourself out of it? I couldn't. No. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. So what happened? I just was like a real grumpy pain in the ass to pee for the next 10 days till we got to the end. <laughs> and he didn't leave you? He stayed no. with you? He knew. He knows. He just and then potted. How did you find yourself when you were over the finishing line? I was foul. <laughs> I wasn't even happy. I was happy it was finished, but I didn't feel like that sense of achievement that That's I so thought sad. I should have. And so do you feel achievement now? Absolutely now I do. I'm very regretful that I felt like that at the time. And why are you regretful? Because, like, it's amazing. And now that I'm not running a lot anymore, like the thought of being able to even go that far is incredible to me. So it's, it's, aren't we just terrible on ourselves? Yeah, why am I so mean to myself? Why do we hammer ourselves every day about not being good enough and then 10 years later we go, oh, you were, you were, you were actually all right then mm. and about these marathons and it's really sad that you couldn't actually feel that achievement then. Mm. I was wild, tell you what. And was, was it because you're comparing yourself to anything or? No, just to myself. I'd set myself a standard and an expectation um, and I felt like I, I hadn't met that on the day. But I'm pleased you've turned that around now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you're proud of your, what you oh, did. Oh, for sure. Like if, if I could do that run again tomorrow, my God, I'd be stoked. Yeah. So will yeah. you do it again? Will mm. you do another marathon? <laughs> never say never. Yeah. But hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what about running? Like you're back training I'm back, again? I'm, yeah. Well, so you know, I'm obviously um, still training um, yeah. with you. Do you have any aspirations? Um, I would like to get back into. I'd, I'd love to do another half again one day. Yeah. Maybe within the next. I'm going to say 12 to 18 months, realistically. Beautiful. And I'd you love will. That. Good. Yeah. And you will. And I'll do it with you. Oh, but you talk too much, and I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do it. Yeah. But thank you for coming in today to talk tomorrow. I think we are out of time. But um, thanks for coming in mm -hmm. and sharing your story because I know it's not easy sharing a story. Anyone can run a marathon if I can. That's the take home. <laughs>